Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Please go get Tom Cotter and bring him in the studio. This is a man that has been on this show a couple of times, and I interviewed him when I was hosting uh, Artie Lang's show. Oh, yeah? Imagine the disappointment when he showed up, and he went, well... He looks a little like Artie. Was Robert Kelly with you or no? Yes, it was me and Robert Kelly and that unfunny, semi-pretty girl that they forced us to do the show with. Right. And uh, it was quite uncomfortable because I don't know if they let the guys know. Tom, how are you, buddy? Good morning. How are you? Uh, I was just explaining, the last time I saw you was when we were in New York and I was filling in for Artie Lang and you came in that day. How disappointed were you when they were like... It's not Artie, but it is another fat Italian guy. Yeah, <laughs> you're, and yeah. that show went the way of the dinosaur, but I guess he's back in some capacity. That was my last, uh, well, I guess he's doing a podcast or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. He's so it's so hard to keep up with. Uh, I I, I kind of knew that that show was dying, so I just winged it. I was like, I don't care. I'm just, I'll do whatever I can do then. I didn't know. I was happy to be on then. I heard it was uh, like a week later, I think it was gone or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did that I was, kill that show? That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. I go, was it me? Because it was right after I left. They were like, mm, done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Cotter lost to dogs on the uh, Really? On we're going to go there right, right, right <laughs> quick, huh? I was there you, for you that. You want to kick me in the groin? No, too, because it's a, right. it's a travesty because you are a, a very funny comedian. In my opinion, when you have uh, talent shows like that, the comedian and the singer are always going to get some attention, and then they're not going to make it. So the fact that you made it as far as you did, I think even that night uh, you had to be surprised at how far you made it into the uh, into the finals. I was That was my third reality show on NBC. I was also on Last Comic Standing, and right. I had a very small part on Dateline to Catch a Predator that I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no comic until – and it's all because of Stern. Yeah. You know, before that, it was uh, uh, the, the British dude, whatever his name is, uh, hated – Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Had, when he was a child, he had a stick surgically planted <laughs> in his colon and just hated – American comics. So yeah. No comic made it past the quarterfinals. So now Stern's in that seat. And my judges panel was Howie Mandel, Sharon Osbourne, wife of the Prince of Darkness. Right. Ex wife now, it looks like. And, uh, and, and Howard. So that was a great panel. So Did I you really know lucky. Howard at all? Uh, only we weren't allowed to talk to any of the judges until after the show. And after the show, he's very cool to us. Right. Listen. Yeah. Well, I, I, I went up there for the, uh, for the finale, I was there in Jersey at the theater. It was the first one I had ever seen, but I was invested in that show that season. I was attracted to it because Howard was on it finally. Yeah. And uh, then those finale shows. I mean, Green Day performed that night. Yeah. There was a couple of good things, and I had to sit. I, I don't know where I must have been in like some family section because next to me, where were the dogs from? Chile, uh, Peru, or something? Peru? Yeah, I don't know. South America. But the people next to me all had giant flags from whatever country that was, mm-hmm. and that was very upsetting. Like, I felt like this is it's not only a blow to the Cotter family, but it's a blow against America. Uh, yeah. It's America's no. Got Talent? That's right. Not, not Peru's Peru. Got Talent? Go in That's Peru's true. Got Talent with Beat your dogs. It. Now, where are they? At a pier somewhere in uh, Key West? <laughs> That's, I mean, what do you do with that? Right. Who no, goes to in, see they're that? They're in Vegas. They're, they're, people it's go- a huge show. I have no idea. I don't know either. I don't, they were doing halftime shows at NBA games because, uh. you know, their show's kind of uh, frenetic. It's 22 dogs, so they can only do eight minutes. It's a killer eight minutes, yeah. Yeah. but they can only do eight minutes, so they put them in halftime shows. I, is it me that I'm not that impressed with that? And I'm not even saying that because you're here. 
I feel like if you hit a dog hard enough, they'll do oh. whatever you tell it to do. I and I can only imagine I that that's how they're how doing no, it. No, I think they have <laughs> no, treats I mean, and they have a I clicker. think you should have started telling the press <laughs> that they were, <laughs> were abusing the dogs. <laughs> they, were, You know what? Can I tell you something? Yeah. There was a uh, ventriloquist, my season, who had a dog. And it, he would put this prosthetic mouth over the dog's face. Yep. And the Olate dogs who won the whole thing were happy, lovable. You know, everybody, they got along. You assume. Yeah, but the ventriloquist would strap this prosthetic nose <laughs> to the, and, and the dog would oh. whimper. And we were all in the green room going, stop, you're beating the dog. You know. And then when he came out on stage, it was hysterical because the dog just sat there and yeah. then the guy made the mouth move. And, oh. uh, but, I mean, we were backstage going, someone called PETA. This isn't right. You know? How do you, and you, it's so funny that we think that we can tell which dogs are happy and which dogs are sad because of the, of the whimpers that they make. They're all happy. Yeah. Come on, they can lick themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing about you. You are not America's clean comic. You didn't. Ha- you had to come up with material for the show, make it clean, and still make it funny. Because let's face it, especially men, we don't want to watch something that's squeaky clean. They're going to be like, oh, you know. But you you pull that off, and America kept loving you. They told me early on that uh, because it was the first year of Stern that I could uh, go a little edgy, and they said, "Don't just go edgy, and we'll pull you back." And they didn't pull me back too often. Really, I realized you know you're talking to little kids and their great grandparents and everybody in, in between, and born again Christians and everything else. So you you have to be relatively clean. But they yeah. said innuendos fine, you know, just don't smack them. With. I had one joke. Uh, that they gave me grief on. I said I was on an airplane and I was dressed to kill. I had a turban, a beard, exploding sandals. Mm-hmm. And they said, you can't do it. They tried to rewrite the joke. That's the oh, one you they, can't do? Yeah, they said that. They said, can you say you look like a genie? And I'm like, no, that's no, not funny. Not, yeah. <laughs> can you say you're a New York cab driver? And no, doesn't. it's not funny. Oh, you know? So I just lost the joke. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the one their censor said, absolutely not. And what do you do? You write it all out and have to submit it? Oh, yeah. Or you perform it? I wrote out, like, it's only 90 seconds. You only get 90 seconds. So I wrote, like, four or five sets out in advance to get them all approved. And once they were all approved, then I could decide which one to plug in Holy. where and when. And it was nerve-wracking. But. Uh, which, which has to be another part that's so difficult. 90 seconds. 90 like, seconds. It's tough for everybody. It's how many jokes are you doing in 90 seconds? You know what I mean? Like, if you're rattling them off like Henny Youngman or something. By the way, now you're trying I, to do a kind of story joke. Now I vote for the dogs. 90 seconds to wrangle all those dogs. That's <laughs> actually more impressive. <laughs> than the well, that was also the year the guy had the really big instruments. Uh, yeah, the, the, I, the earth harp guy. I thought that would win from so the onset, yeah. from the audition, because I thought there is something I'd never seen before. There is some a guy, and I can, and you could see a whole orchestra, and in a theater somewhere, and I'm like, that is gonna win. He played the thing called the Earth Harp, which was this enormous harp with the strings that stretched all the way through the theater. And if he didn't win, I thought the sand artist would win. There was a guy who told yeah. stories in the sand. Yeah. So I showed up at the finals with wire cutters and a leaf blower, thinking <laughs> oh, I got this. But what I should have had was poison puppy treats. <laughs> I ended up getting screwed by dogs. Can you imagine that that would be the greatest thing if the dog just started crapping everywhere and they had to go we're out yeah we're if i out. put laxatives in yeah. there well, now in retrospect i'm like why the hell didn't i do that right, but, you know, even if you even if you got caught and kicked off it would still be the greatest i could have called cosby and gotten some quaaludes <laughs> or something and had the dogs in a coma i should have done something uh you'll get to see tom cotter at the uh improv he'll be there tonight 8 and 10 30 uh saturday 7 30 and 10 and sunday at seven o'clock I also had the opportunity to uh, meet your wife that night, who was also a comedian. Is also a comedian. Still a comedian. 
Because who rough. needs health insurance? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did she did she take time off to raise the kids? She's doing that now. Yeah. She, okay. She works in the tri-state area more than anything else because she is. The- oh, so she does like local. I'm just saying because everybody's wife thinks they're funny after you're funny. Like even my <laughs> wife yesterday. I she's like, I we we're driving and uh, I started writing this. This I have no uh, experience with this whatsoever, but I had an idea for a TV show, so I started writing it out, and I actually like it. So I talked to her about it. And now she's like, well, we got to work on that script. And I go, whoa. We? Whoa. Did we so become writing producer. Yeah. Schuster, Simon didn't ask you for help. What, awesome. is going, what is going on over here? The truth is she's That's actually funny. pretty funny. But I, I don't know if I could, like, I was starting to think, what if she did sit down and write this to me and if she's funnier than I am? What if, what if she goes, hey, that didn't work out, but I wrote this other script and this company wants to buy it. Now I have to deal with her being successful and funny and that's a pain in the ass. I don't yeah. know if I, get, I don't want that kind of competition. Careful what you wish for there. Yeah, I, I tell you, my wife went further than I did on Last Comic Standing, and don't think I don't hear about that every time. Uh-huh. That comes up a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, she also I, we both wrote books recently, and hers is called Mean Mommy, and every chapter is her throwing me under the bus every chapter is what a douchebag her husband is right, right. and she hands it to me and says proofread this <laughs> so i'm literally proofreading what you know honey douchebag is not hyphenated why are you having you have someone else to i don't want to read what an right. idiot i am right chapter why chapter. what is the worst thing about you give me some of the things about you uh well i'm hung like a grasshopper because i'm oh, irish uh-huh. i make love to a cheerio and not break it i like to say <laughs> i wouldn't i'm not a serial rapist but that's a bad that's a no, that's a character flaw rapist. i would say it's a character flaw um i don't know i i'm not tall i make cookies in a hollow tree that's a bad thing <laughs> these know? are all things that she says about you uh no my wife oh, re- yeah i'm saying that like she put in her oh, book she says yeah. about me then i'm just the the idiot father that i i don't know what i'm doing and i know what i'm doing my yeah, kids yeah. aren't in prison right. <laughs> that should be the yeah. only goal they're alive they're alive I, yeah my father-in-law said to me uh when we had our first child he said uh, and he's not a man of many words or advice and he said to me your number one job as a parent is to keep them alive until they're five. After five, they can do it on their own, but you have to keep them alive until they're five. And he's right. <laughs> I got two years ago with my daughter, and I'm out of this father thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I, when two year, when when a year and a half, when she turns five, I'm be like, you're on your own, kid. Yo, legally, it's 18. I don't well, want to burst your bubble. I think yeah. she can still live in my house. <laughs> But as far as daily survival, she's on her own. I'm taking the pool fence down at five. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> she starts Ruined. mowing the lawn. Oh, yeah. you, uh, I, I, when my son could jump in that pool and swim back to the top, it the value of my house went through the roof because I could take that. It, in Florida, we have to have pool fences, uh, which are these just these giant poles with these screens, and it it ruins a whole backyard. Yeah. So and then finally, when so my, does a dead child. <laughs> by the way, that is true. Yeah, that is I true. know, but I'm saying I got all excited because my son could finally swim like Tarzan, if and I'm like, take it down. And then we had another kid, and I had to put it back up and ruined everything. If you're selling your house, you don't have to d- disclose that you had a pool fence. Yeah. <laughs> you do have to disclose if there is a child that died in your yeah. pool. Something's bobbing in the deep. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, yeah, I guess you could put it that way. No, there's still five. Then I think the okay. pool fence is not just Florida. I think that's universal. And they got rid of the diving boards now. You can't have diving boards because yeah. your oh. liability insurance. insurance goes through the roof. Yeah, yeah. You can't have diving boards. We got a trampoline at our house, and our insurance guy said, you know, you got to be careful. tell the insurance guy about yeah, that. I'm an idiot. I yeah. told the insurance guy, and so now, you know, my... Thing went up a little bit. I Take have, off the diving board, just jump off the roof. Yeah. That's fine. true. Yeah. yeah. I have uh, my insurance guy lives in the listening area, and 
he called me up after the show one day, and I could hear him in a, <laughs> in a sweat. And he goes, I, I, I listened to the show today, and I go, okay. And he goes, did you did you really have a wrestling ring in your backyard? I go, it was my son's birthday. I hired a wrestling company to come in. He goes, we're we're not even close to insured for that. And he's like, and were you joking, or do you have a golf cart? I go, I have a golf cart. He goes, we don't have that insured. I go, you don't have to insure a golf cart. Oh, I, he was sweating it more than I was. Tell him to tune into another station. Yeah, you know? yeah. quit listening. This is costing me too much money. <laughs> Uh, Tom Cotter is here with us. Tom is a very funny comedian. You probably saw him on TV now uh, with uh, America's Got Talent. But I would imagine that uh, after that, that the the rate goes up and everything is. I mean, you don't really have to win for it to be successful. That's why it's fun to bust your balls about losing the dogs because you really did win at the end of the day. Uh, well, yeah, you know, you don't do that for the money. The money's an annuity. You know, right, twenty five oh, yeah. a year for forty years. That's you know? insane. I know. It's, it's a, it's a million dollars. It's a million dollars. I but paused it's 25 it. Grand a year I paused it on the TV show and read that, and I couldn't understand how NBC couldn't come up with more money than that. Like you're not, they're not bankrupting you. They're, you're not bankrupting them for a million dollars. They pay money to shows that never even go on TV. They pay more money than that. So why wouldn't they make it at least a hundred grand a year for ten years or whatever? The show prints money too. I mean, yeah. you do it for the exposure, which is what we all do it for. But so why still. can they come up? They probably paid Green Day more than they paid Absolutely. the winner to be there I bet that they night. Did. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. It's Simon Cowell's company. It's Psycho. That's his uh, company. Is the producer at, with another company called Marathon, and that's a great they, name. It's a game show. It's technically a game show, and it's a winner take all game show. So it's a yeah. million dollars to winner. I didn't get a penny. The week we were in Vegas, I got a per diem of thirty dollars a day. Ooh. Vegas, oh. thirty bucks a day is like one buffet. Yeah. That's, right. you know, you can't, there's nothing else you can buy in Vegas for. So they really they they count their pennies. That, but I don't, and I'm not asking you to have the answer, but I can't understand why they would be so willing to pay the money up front to everything else except their winner. I, I don't. That seems ridiculous to me. When I saw that, when I paused it, I went, "Why would you even do that?" I, I went and met with one of the guys uh, in in L.A. from NBC who does the reality television. He tried to get me to do a Fear Factor. And I uh. said, no. And he goes, why? I go, because I'm not going to eat uh, cow's balls for 50 grand. I make a pretty good living. I'm not. He's like, what if it was the the 100 grand, the final? I go, it's still, and you're going to spend 10 years to pay it to me? Cause I, and I, had to, I just ended up talking to two girls who drank. Uh, it was a cow semen. Yeah, uh, horse horse semen. Yeah, it, it hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, there's no way in the world that you would uh, tell me to do that. And then tell me my prize is ten thousand dollars a year for the rest of my life. I'm like, mm, I'm out. This is why we used to hate reality TV because it killed the sitcom. And yeah. back when we did Last Comic Standing, it was season two. It was the same season as the last season of Friends. And the everybody on Friends was making a million dollars, so the cast was making six million dollars right off the top, right. let alone production costs. That same year, Amer I mean, uh, Last Comic Standing was getting almost as good ratings because it was a brand new show. The top prize was a fifty thousand oh, dollar development man. deal yeah. after thirteen episodes. That was the grand prize, fifty grand. Right. So if you're NBC and you're getting close to the same ratings, you're paying six million an episode just for the talent on Friends, or fifty thousand dollars for a reality show. What are you going to do? Yeah, so that's, that's why it killed us. Uh, that's why so you're on season two with Jay Moore. Uh, or, Jay Moore was the host. Oh, yeah. so you were on the good years. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good back then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it really John went. Heffron won my year. Oh, yeah, Heffron was good. Yeah. He was funny. Yeah, yeah. It got it was on such a good start that show, and then, and it, just then went it just right out the other yeah, end. And it hurt comedians spiral. because the first two seasons really exposed you to comedians that you didn't know, like guys who were regional. Who who were successful in their area, but didn't you know you may not know them elsewhere, and it, and opened that up for comedy so that they can travel the country now and get work, and then 
really after that it was just like they put guys on that everybody knew yeah, and it was also pre-recorded. It wasn't live, and so they could edit it to yeah. kill you, and they did. I, they literally put the sound of crickets behind a couple of friends of mine in oh. a comedy club where there were no crickets. Right, clearly. right, right. So that, <laughs> but you know, for comics, primetime network television, that's why AGT was so good to me, because we all do Leno and Letterman and everything, but that's a tiny audience compared to what you get during primetime. Sure. And primetime, and NBC, for me... It's up against reruns during yeah. the summer, so it was in plus Stern's first year. So I really stepped in leprechaun crap that year, and I got very lucky to be on the show. But uh, last coming standings is the same thing. You get a huge audience at prime time that you just don't get late at night or on cable. Yeah, well, also you get when now when you go to the comedy clubs, at least you get the uh, a scene on last comic yeah. standing, yeah, and you get a couple of asses clubs. And seats. Yeah, yeah, they 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 love that man. They'll they'll capitalize on that. This is Tom Cotter who is here with us. Tom is going to be at the uh, Improv tonight. 8 and 10.30, Saturday, 7.30 and 10, Sunday at 7 o'clock. You can go to improvtampa.com to get tickets or more information. Go see Tommy. He's very funny. And uh, and I wouldn't say dirty, but certainly not as clean as what you saw on television. Like, you can no. don't expect to go be like, oh, this is the clean guy from TV. He's a, he's a funny, average, you know, like regular comedian. If I didn't you're mean to a say devout average. <laughs> Muslim or a born-again Christian, uh, find something else to do. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> other than but that, you, you should be safe. Yeah. What, is the, uh, what is the book that you wrote? Uh, it's called uh, Bad Dad. It's a guide to pitiful parenting, and it's uh, not for the easily offended. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's How many kids do you have? Three that I know of. I met them. They were good kids. They were all alive. You didn't They're get all there. alive so yeah. far. Well, they were this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Say good morning to my wife. I know you're putting stickers on cars uh, with Carmen out there, so I'm, I'm bringing you my stickers. These are for you guys. Uh, and you can put them on a neighbor's car because I don't want you to be beheaded. So there you have it. These would be huge. The Air F ISIS uh, stickers. By the yes. way, you know what I'm putting this on? My oh. bass drum. My kick drum. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. perfect. They would be huge down here in uh, in the Tampa Bay area. I actually hang the ISIS flag in front of my house. And don't judge me. I'll tell you why I do that. Because I cannot afford a home security system. So now my house is under 24-hour <laughs> surveillance by the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA for free. Uh, so tell me about this book now. Is this in, uh, accompanying your wife's book, or are you both did separate mine, projects? Mine, I came out with mine in February. Hers is just out for Mother's Day. She who, just came who's going to sell more books? It's another competition for you. Uh, You're well, setting yourself up to never get any ass from your wife. <laughs> I think she just did well because it was Mother's Day, but I have Father's Day looming. So right. I think uh, so far uh, mine might be edging hers out, and I say that because she can't hear me right, right now. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, it's just we, you know, we work an hour a night, so we have 23 hours in the day to do something, and so I put together a book. Yeah, and and where do you get it? Do you get it at your website or at the uh, shows? You can get it on my, signed on the website, or you can get it on Amazon, and uh, it's uh, it can be consumed in the average bowel movement, so it's not a big book, <laughs> and it's... it's uh, uh. I promise it'll make you laugh. I'll come to your home and tickle you if it doesn't. By the that? way, that is a great... That is a great gauge for a book. Uh, if I could finish it in a couple of poops, that's all I want because I don't really have, especially with kids. Actually, now with the three-year-old, I have no alone time, not even pooping time. My daughter can't. She just wants to hang out in there. I don't understand how it's not. It's bothering me, and it's my own. I don't know how it doesn't bother her, but that is really your only downtime. And if you can uh, bang on a book in three or four poops, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. It's yeah. not war and peace. It's, no. Uh, it's much smaller. And yeah, we're all ADD. So I think we all just want to laugh quickly. And it's, uh, you know, it's not it's not heavy reading. No, but it, there's pictures. I see pictures. Yes, yeah. there's pictures. And Big font. A lot yeah. Of, yeah, there you go. And a lot of this will be on the final. So you really want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go see Tom Cotter at the Improv. Again, improvtampa.com.